0: As soon as I open it, roaches Bro, when I walk in the house. <laughs> Did you scream? <laughs> you don't know my life, brother. Welcome back to Econics Talks, guys. When I pop up, everybody going to be like, man, overnight success. Lifestyle topics, entrepreneurship, and investing. Are you serious about this? Because if you are, then I'm willing to back the business. We want to inform you, educate you, and empower you so that you can maximize your life. Let's get started. Hey, it's Josh. Thanks so much for listening to Econics Talks. Whether you're brand new to the show and to me, or if you've been listening since the very beginning, as you know, managing a podcast takes a ton of time when you're independent. If you've enjoyed the show, whether it's just an episode or many, and want to support, you can buy me a coffee. This will help cover expenses and make it just a little easier so I can continue to give you guys the best content possible. Click the link in the show notes or description that says support if you'd like to contribute. And again, thank you guys for listening. Now, on to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Econics Talks. Today, we will be talking about how should you invest in a bear market? So obviously, guys, we got a lot of craziness going on in the market. Um, There's a lot of uncertainty. So let's take a little bit of a dive into it so we can kind of um, you know, just, just dig through these roots and these weeds. So first things first, what is a bear market, a bear market to define a bear market, it's a decline of 20% or more of a major stock index. So what a major stock index is, is something like the S and P 500, the Dow Jones, the NASDAQ. So let's take, for example, the S and P 500, what that measures is the top 500 companies in, the, in America. Now, let's say the SP 500 drops um, from, you know, drops 20% in total, then technically we'll, we will be in uh, what's called a bear market. Now, this term bear market does tend to strike, you know, fear into a lot of investors. So a lot of people tend to get, you know, panicky, if that's even a word, but they tend to panic a lot when they hear. Oh, we're going into a bear market, you know, what am I gonna do? Am I gonna lose my job? am I gonna do this? How am I gonna pay for things? Well, don't be scared. It's just, honestly, just things are going up. Um, And that just means people have to be more aware of how they're budgeting. Now, what this does in a bear market, they can provide some good investment opportunities. So with a bear market, there comes a lot of volatility, which is why you need to be risk adverse and understand what your risk tolerance is. Um, And with that volatility, that's why it typically turns a lot of investors off. But again, education is important because you got to know how to understand what a bear market is and how to leverage that in order to kind of navigate some of that volatility. Now, how long does a bear market last and and what kind of causes them? So oftentimes they occur right before the economy moves into a recession or right after we move into a recession. Some other factors and variables that, you know, economists look at to determine, um, you know, just whether your economy is slowing down or not. Typically they'll look at things like, you know, our companies hiring. Um, you know, there are indexes that measure those things. You know, are our, our wages growing? Um, what does inflation look like? Interest rates are interest rates up. You know what does construction look like? A lot of people look at construction. Why? Because um, if companies and, and organizations are building things, that means money's doing well. That means companies are expanding. Now, with a bull market, with a bull market, the average bull market lasts around seventeen hundred and forty two days. Um, different resources will give you, you know, different things, but generally speaking, it's around 700, 7, 1700 days for a bull market. A bear market average is a, is around three hundred and sixty three days, which is around a year. So, um, the good news is, bear markets don't typically last too long, based on historical performance. Bull markets, on the other hand, do tend to last a lot longer than bear markets. So, you just kind of, kind of. You got to kind of just, you know, rough it out, man. Just deal with it. Now, the average gain during a bull market is 159%. The average loss during um, a bear market is 33%. So the upside is there. and also there's downside on either end, but people make money during a bear market. Um, even if you play it safe, you can still make a lot of money during the bear market. And that resource um, reference point comes from Investco, by the way, for y'all, fact-checking your boy. Now moving on one of the things or or one of the strategies that a lot of people like to use during uh, bear markets or when we're in a recession is dollar cost averaging so what is dollar cost averaging all that is is just a strategy that aims to reduce the volatility by spreading out your purchases over time so what that means in real time is you invest you know those small set amounts And then what that allows you to do is when prices are high on stocks, you can buy them, but you also buy them when they're low. The good news is it spreads that purchase out over time. Now, there are a couple of more benefits to dollar cost averaging. One, it allows you to avoid mistiming the market. So a lot of times you'll hear the term, don't chase the market. What that means is you'll have people in the market where They'll see a big jump and they'll see a huge change and then, then they jump in. That's that means you're chasing the market. You're trying to get the money. But that's not necessarily the best way to do things because that's an emotional way of investing. That's that's not that's not strategy. That's just throwing throwing shit at the wall and hope it sticks, you know? So one of the things that that does for the dollar cost averaging, you can buy um you know stocks at low prices and high prices. I um, mean you won't miss that you won't miss time the market. why? because you're making consistent investments. so from there, you're able to catch some great deals on um different different um different stocks. so for example, um you know when you a lot of people want to buy the dip or buy when it goes low, cool. nobody's saying not to. But just overall, you want to make sure that um, consistency will always beat timing because if you do it every day, um, you're more than likely going to come out on the winning end of that. And then on, the, on this, the second benefit of it is doing dollar cost averaging takes emotion out of investing. Traders tend to swing between, you know, fear of the market and greed, you know, typically when we're up, we want more money. And then typically when we're down, we're scared hoping it goes back up. So this is just emotional deception. So our emotions tend to deceive us when we're in live trades and things like that. So what dollar cost averaging, again, it does, it takes that emotion out and it just makes it a little bit easier to kind of manage that stuff. And the last benefit of dollar cost averaging is, you wanna think long-term. What, what that does is it allows you, again, to future-proof, not necessarily guarantee future results, but it's a better strategy to come out on the winning end. So with dollar-cost averaging, you might forego some gains. That's okay. Um, a lot of times you'll see people make you know big lump sum purchases. That's cool. I'm not knocking it if you got it like that, but there's that's also very, very risky. Um, another thing you can do, moving on to the next thing, diversify. You want to diversify your holdings. So how are you, How do you do that? What does that really mean? So let's look again at the S&P 500. Again, it measures the top 500 companies in America. How, how are they doing? Obviously with the S&P 500, all 500 companies will not be affected the same. Some companies may lose a lot. Some companies may lose a little bit, but at the end of the day, all the S and P does is measure the entire movement of our of our companies, five hundred companies. What that allows you to do when you diversify is it allows you to lower your risk. So when we talked earlier about being risk adverse, this is a way you can do that. So let's say you have um, ten buckets and you put all your your uh, let's say you collecting rocks, you put all your rocks in one bucket. Well, let's say that one bucket falls over or spills or whatever, well, what happens? You just lost all your rocks. Now, when you diversify, let's say you split your rocks and you added them into each bucket. You might put three here, put four here. Well, let's say you lose a couple buckets. Cool. Well, you didn't lose everything. That's the power of diversifying your holdings and just kind of making sure you're smart about your investments. Now, another thing is called dividend stocks, so during a bear market, a lot of people tend to not say flock, but they'll lean towards dividend stocks. Why? Because dividend stocks, they they pay you even when stock prices aren't necessarily going up. So your strong companies, the companies that have been around for a while um, that pay those dividends, that's a good, a good place to, you know, maybe lay some nest eggs or whatever. Now, bonds. Here's the cool thing about bonds. Bonds tend to move in the opposite direction of stock prices, but I need to tell you why. So here's some cool stuff. Now, the reason why bonds tend to move in the opposite direction of stock prices is because they're controlled by who? The government. So government issue bonds, who, what, what does the government also control? They also control rates. So when the rates go up, guess what? Interest goes up. Well, when interest goes up, bonds tend to... Um, do well and they move in the inverse. So typically people, um, they tend to put their their money into the bonds and those types of vehicles as well. Number three, another thing that you can do um, into as far as how to invest in the bear market, you want to invest in the sectors that perform well in recessions. What are some of the recession resistant industries? so let's break those down you have consumer staples consumer staples think household items you think you know toilet paper um, paper towels cleaning supplies anything that you typically got to go to the store for and you always got to replace it those are going to be your consumer staple items those are recession proof. Why? Because we always have to get them. We always have to re-up on them. Another thing, where do you have to buy these things? You typically got to buy them from a grocery store or a discount retailer or big box wholesaler, right? So your grocery stores are typically going to do well. Your wholesalers, they're also going to do well. Um, Not do well, but typically they aren't as affected by recessions. I want to make sure I choose my words carefully. And crazy guys, but alcohol manufacturing, so yes, um, it, it sucks, but when when a recession does happen or we're in a bear market, people drink more. You know, people are sad, people are stressed out, so they're trying to, you know, mask that pain for whatever reason. Now, when or if, you know, during with, with you know, with a um the alcohol manufacturing companies, understand that just because we may be in a bear market and alcohol isn't as affected by a recession doesn't mean that all alcohol companies will do well. So during a recession, guess what happens? Well, because people want to save money, well, what do they do? They switch the types of drinks that they drink. So if you're, if, if if a company has or sells high-end liquor, they probably won't do well during a recession, but a company that may sell um, middle, middle grade liquor or whatever, they might be able to, you know, withstand some of that resistance. Now, another industry that's recession proof is cosmetics. Shout out to the ladies out there. Now, the cosmetic industry is, as you guys know, is booming. People are always spending money in cosmetics, and people want to look good. People want to get their haircuts. People want to make sure that their hygiene is up, their face looks good, all of that. Hold on, right? So, cosmetics that does um that is not as affected during a recession. And last, death and funeral services. So if you are in dealing with any industry that deals with death, um, you know, think about, you know, companies that manufacture caskets, you know, think, think those types of companies um, and funeral services, you know, those types of industries, you know, ain't no guarantee in this world, but what death and taxes. So with those, those are the um, those are some major industries Just to kind of give you guys something to think about in the right places as far as re- recession, resistance. And then the final thing I want you guys to, to take into account is, I said this before, but you know you want to invest for the long term. Uh, being in a bear market, being in a recession, those things, you, you got to understand, you got to have a long vision. Why? Because like anything, man, if you look at a close chart um, from a day to day, it moves a lot. If you look at a chart from any stock, it moves a lot. Now, if you take a step back and you start to widen that lens, if you look at it, look at it and how much it moves during the month, or look, you look at it and how much it moves during a year, well, you'll notice a bigger picture, and you'll see well, it moves slower. When you look out and when you, when you widen that scope and it's no different. So when you're investing and when you're looking at things, look at things in the long term because at the end of the day, you never want to just toss all your eggs in one basket. And then you're looking like, Oh, damn, like I just lost all my money. Why? Because you weren't risk averse. So with that being said, guys like share subscribe i hope this was a helpful episode um especially since we are dealing with a lot of financial turmoil um or just since a lot of financial scare scares in the market right now a lot of people are scared trying to figure out what's going on so again y'all like share subscribe and i will holler at y'all later man have a good one peace